Rachel, it is season two of season Terrible. Season two, baby. Here it uh, is. And, yeah. And let, let's tell the people what we're rolling out for season two. What are yeah. the big changes that we've got going on? Yeah, I'm so excited that you asked. One of the big changes that I'm most excited about is actually we're implementing just a lot more squelching noises. Um, <laughs> periodically throughout the podcast, you will notice just a lot more like wet mouth sounds. Um <laughs> And that is due again to the high, high quality nature of our audio setups. I think you're really going to enjoy that. You're going to feel like you're right in the room with us. We really want this to be an immersive experience for you. Cause like yeah, we, one of the things about catharsis is feeling like you're, you know, really experiencing it in the moment right there. Yeah. We, we hired a man to uh, two men actually to stand behind us and squish grapes with his bare feet. Um, while we record, um, yeah, he has his own microphone actually, so you're gonna be hearing a lot of that. You're gonna be hearing a lot from Giuseppe, and let me tell you, it is breathtaking. The work he does is totally out of this world. running ads and by running ads I mean we're going to start plugging products in the hopes that they'll sponsor us after the fact <laughs> um, and sending good. yeah sending it to them uh on a on a on a cd uh with like a ransom note style like if you like this ad please send us x amount of dollars to our venmo I think that'll be really yeah. good and they'll I be think, like wait I is this he- a threat and it's like no it's an opportunity <laughs> I think even better, it could actually be a threat. We record an ad so bad that we're like, if, if you, you don't, don't want, want us to us air this to... ad, you have to send us $50 to our Venmo. <laughs> well, welcome back to Terrible. This is the podcast where we talk about the things we love to hate, the things that we hate that we love, uh, sometimes things we just plain hate. Uh, and welcome to season two. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Rachel Warren. Uh, and I, and I give up. <laughs> uh, and I'm your other host, Caden Kirsten. This episode is brought to you by Apple. Crunch. <laughs> take a bite out of the new iPhone. Seriously. Take, take a bite out of it. Try it. Try it. Come on. You won't. Scared a cat. Come on. You might like it. Mm. <laughs> it, might, it might feel good. <laughs> it might, might give you that good shock. <laughs> you might release Steve Jobs' ghost. That's right. We've <laughs> trapped him in these phones. He's in one out of every 400. <laughs> and all you have to do is take a bite to free his soul. And he'll grant you one wish if and you your get the Steve has, Jobs out. As long as your wish is a new iPhone without Steve Jobs' soul in it. <laughs> and you will have to return the soul of Steve Jobs to Apple. We do legally own his soul, so... <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> Kaden, what's your first thing? Uh, yeah, my first thing uh, is, is a question for you. Ooh. Um, 
how many blimps do you think there are in the world? Oh God, that is a good question. <laughs> Cause like, I want to say not that many, but I also feel like you can see a blimp in so many places that there have to be quite a few. So right. I would say, I would say there are probably one to 2000 blimps on the face of the globe. That is an excellent guess. And Rachel, you know, it's terrible. There's only 25 blimps. No! What? That's so fucking few. I almost said like 100 and I was like, nah, it's way too few. What? There's In the whole world, there's 25 blimps. That is only fucking wild. Only of which about half are actually in use. What are they doing with the other ones? <laughs> I guess they're just sitting They're around. just like languishing in a blimp graveyard. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they're just in museums, but they, the museum is all, massive. They all saw a movie the Hindenburg and they were like, fuck that, I'm staying here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like I just think that's terrible. I feel like there oh God, should there be, be more, more blimps. blimps than that. How do we get more blimps to happen? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think Who we have can, to who what senator which one of my senators do i call for the blimp rescue yeah we we need to bail out blimps i'm gonna run for office with the sole platform of blimp rescue (laughs) more blimps we need to cut everything to fund blimps make like an aspca style commercial where it's like right now only 25 blimps still exist on the face of the earth and today only half of them feel the joy of the sky (laughs) my opponent has no stance on blimps and in fact may very well be anti-blimp oh my god (laughs) that forces your opponent to be like i guess we have to do a pro-blimp ad now what are we doing in america what are we doing oh my god (laughs) so i guess like another question is what like without googling anything what happened to the blimps because there used to to be more blimps than this but like do we know that for a fact or is 25 the most there's ever been no i know that for a fact i looked it up there's been more blimps how many were there before at billions i don't know okay that doesn't prove to me that you looked anything up <laughs> i didn't get an exact number for the peak okay. number of blimps uh, but they used to be used by the military and stuff so there was a decent okay. amount of blimps yeah what happened to all the blimps like i'd like to imagine there was like uh there was like a blimp civil war um and all of the war blimps went to war with all the other war blimps uh just and, of their like, own free will there's no one piloting these blimps oh well i think that it's bold of you to just assume that blimps wouldn't have free will and in fact i think it's a little blimpist of you <laughs> so, and so when the... i'm in office we won't speak about blimps that way <laughs> okay um so so the hindenburg just decided to commit a crime yeah what happened to all the, do you think they put them in like a blimp zoo somewhere do you think they're all at Area 51? I think maybe, maybe all the blimps just are, I think they're all out there. They just went too high and we can't get them back down. <laughs> just up like so close to the stratosphere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like dangerously close to combusting and they're like, oh. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of when like oh a God. child lets go of a balloon and yes. you're like, oh, that sucks. And that just sort of happened, but to like thousands of blimps. Maybe there's a community of blimp pilots like in like the guy in Up um, who are all just like doing blimp stuff all the time in secret. Mm. And they, <laughs> Imagine they trying have... to be, okay, like 
I was gonna say, imagine trying to be stealthy in a blimp, but one of the actual like original uses for blimps was, for was to be stealthy, yeah. which is wild for like something so that many big reasons. and conspicuous, <laughs> and also that has the Goodyear symbol on it. Like oh, well, no, all of them up. have the Goodyear symbol. <laughs> I'm pr- every blimp I've ever seen had the Goodyear symbol on it, I'm so sure I'm pretty all sure all the blimps are Goodyear. <laughs> I think all the blimps are Goodyear. Um, I did want to just read you something real quick from, uh, I don't even know what this website is. It seems like one of those weird fake websites that when you ask a question that's too specific, this is the the type of website that comes up. Um, but they have a 25 part article all about blimps. Um, Is there one part for every remaining blimp on earth? (laughs) Yes. This one's Charlie. That that is sort of weird. So in this article, the the first question is why are there only twenty five blimps in the world? This is yes. the question I asked. This is uh, the most says, important question to date that you've asked on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and so the the answer to this question, according to this website, is the reason there are so few blimps in the world is because there were thousands of them during the Nazi period of Germany many flying the Nazi symbol. For some reason, every time the British or American military tried to use one, it crashed. And I love the whole article is gently insinuating there's like a Nazi curse on blimps. <laughs> That's exactly, they're like, for some, like unrelated to the Nazi symbol, but did you know all of the rest of them are cursed for some reason? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. But it's like, that's the entire answer. And like, so, that's, that's not a good answer. That's an objectively bad answer. They all question. crashed because curse. <laughs> they all crashed because it wasn't the Nazis flying them anymore. Oh my like, God, do you think you that it's just about? that the only good blimp pilots were Nazis? And so it was like, we don't want to, we don't even want to bother getting good at flying blimps. It's a Nazi thing. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> blimp, blimp is a Nazi hobby. So sorry. Yikes. <laughs> that is so wild what the fuck that article that's there's nothing there that's nothing <laughs> i know um and then later in the in the article uh it says were there any animals on the hindenburg um the the answer is there were two dogs and then there's another question and then there's another question this one is did the dog on the hindenburg survive <laughs> uh the, the answer the answer is no um, so, Mommy, yes my child <laughs> Hindenburg dying sadly yes my yes child. and that's why mommy went out with a 22 and shot all the other blimps out of the sky oh my god dog that's murdering it. motherfuckers that's what it was the, there's no more blimps because someone was getting revenge yeah because they murdered a dog and fucking PETA couldn't stand for it <laughs> the reason there's no more blimps is because PETA yeah. <laughs> PETA bought all the blimps and then killed them so that that's like I don't really have anything else to say other than there's only 25 blimps and we need more I don't we don't need more I just feel like it should be more common knowledge than 25 because that listen that freaked me out the most important thing that you can do is is raise awareness, use your platform to really spread the word. And so that's what we're doing here today is we just want to let you know that the blimp crisis is real. And for 50 cents a week, 
you could be a major part of the blimp rescue, the terrible mm-hmm. blimp rescue. Uh, and so if you want to go ahead and just Venmo <laughs> at our podcast, dear God, don't do that. I don't think we have a Venmo account. So. No, um, um, but yeah, uh, join, join the blimp adoption program. And you'll receive a special shirt uh, that says I'm part of the sky community with a smiling mm. little blimp on it, uh, to help spread the word. And we can, together, we can save these beautiful forces of nature. You'll, you'll get a shirt that says blimp biscuit on it. <laughs> I thought you were going to just say you'll get a shirt that says good year. <laughs> good year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you too can be a blimp. <laughs> Um, Rachel, what is your, what is, what do you have? Yeah. I want to talk to you about something that I've noticed about myself that I've come to find that a lot of other people share. Um, and that's the sound of cardboard rubbing against other cardboard, I think is Hmm. so fucking terrible. And so there, there's so many sounds that set our teeth on edge, you know, like cardboard on cardboard. Some people do like rubbing styrofoam is yucky for them, like squeaking yeah. a fork like, on a plate. And like the most obvious is obviously like nails on chalkboard. Like, do you have any sounds like this that like, ugh. Um, yeah, like high pitched, like noises generally. Yeah. I'm not a big yeah. fan of. And I was thinking about how much I hate this while I was unpackaging a Christmas gift I'd ordered for someone. And it, like, it affects me often. Like every time I break down or build a box, which in our modern world, we're doing a lot like moving, for example, setting up mm-hmm. moving boxes is absolutely hell for me. Um, Cause it's not like, it's not just like, I don't like the sound. It like, it makes me clench my jaw. It makes me like push my tongue up against my teeth and like scratch my face and like press my nails yeah. in my palm. And it's like, you know, why do I do that? It's not a sound I associate with danger, you know, like it's just yeah. a sound that I well, hate. Like what, what's the evolutionary thing there that's, that's setting you off? Did, did you have an ancestor who died at a cardboard Factory. That's such a good question. I know, like, like nails on a chalkboard. Is it just like the evolutionary, like ancestral memory of like how shitty chalkboards were, or like? <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, but, I, I think it's I think it's reminiscent of the sounds that the ch- of the chains of the reaper as he drags <laughs> them behind him. <laughs> we hate it because it sounds like what our final moments will sound like which is what they sounded like in our previous life yeah <laughs> like, exactly it's one of our holdovers from the egg <laughs> like, yeah yes <laughs> well but no it's funny that you say evolutionary advantage because like I so I I really was thinking like why is it that there are sounds like that they're like not dangerous things but like even thinking about it right now like this is going to be a tough one to get through because my brain is just thinking about the sound and it makes me want to die um but so yeah. there have been plenty of studies done on sounds like this um particularly the sound of nails on the chalkboard has been a large focus um and there were three specific studies conducted between the 1980s and the early 2010s um, that all focused on participants listening to audio different audio like um things from nails on chalkboard to like a baby laughing um it's just like Mm. all sorts of ranges or like water trickling um and rating it you know most pleasant to least pleasant um and then all of those studies were monitoring different biometric feedback that was happening um and they several interesting things were found in these studies and so the the first kind of general thing to note is the most unpleasant sounds weren't necessarily the highest sounds or the lowest sounds they were specifically Mm -hmm. frequencies within the range of 2000 to four or 5,000 Hertz. Um, and this is apparently the range of frequencies that our ears are most sensitive to for reasons we don't quite know. Some scientists conjecture it's the shape of the ear. Um, some wager it's, you know, a quote, a, an unfortunate side effect of an evolutionary advantage 
that amplifies sounds that are important for communication or survival, like children crying or like consonants, those all fat fall within that range. Um, and so like maybe our ears are designed to really pick up on those the hardest, which is why when we hear one, um, it sets our, you know, alarms off because it's like, oh, I really need to pay attention to this. Uh, but that's just kind of a working theory. There isn't necessarily proof for that specific why is that the range? Uh, But that's, that's kind of the working theory. But so what they do know is our bodies have interesting physiological reactions to these sounds. And like, apart from us just being like, and like cringing when we hear them, uh, there are noted differences in the electrical conductivity of the skin, um, which suggested some consciously elevated stress rates when sounds like nails on a chalkboard were played. Um, And so I was reading that and like skin, electric conductivity is like a whole rabbit hole I went down while I was researching this um but essentially like everything on earth has a level of electricity conducting it that it does and that was the very scientific way of saying it um this this is everyone everyone is sort of a lightning bender but like but like everything you know from the table to leaves to your skin uh to water can conduct electricity electricity just at different rates which is why like you know if you plug a copper wire into something it's going to go faster than if you put a rubber band on it like that's not going to connect the electricity as well um but just because it's not conducting it doesn't mean it or just because you know it's not visibly conducting the electricity doesn't mean it there's no conductance happening yeah but so our skin conducts electricity um through our sweat and like all of our skin has moisture all the time like even if you don't visibly see or feel your sweat like there is sweat on your on your skin there's moisture on your skin and that is where the electricity is conducting and so you know, when those sounds were played within that 2000 to 5,000 Hertz range, um, the slight, slight increases in sweat happened. Um, and the electricity, uh, conducting on our skin, there was a higher rate of conductance. And so that indicated like, you know, when you, when you sweat more, like you're probably feeling elevated emotionally in some capacity, whether that's stress or, or whatever else your brain is going into a state of elevated emotionality, um, which is super interesting. This is called the galvanic skin response, um, which studies show it measures how intense an emotional arousal is good or bad. It's a fully involuntary thing. All of our bodies do. Um, and so it's part of the reason we get like chills or goosebumps when we hear good music, right? Um, that's Mm. all galvanic skin response. And like, I, I wish we knew like why we do this. We don't necessarily know other than like, yeah, maybe it's just like, you know, part of the adrenaline, like the adrenal system, but it's like, it's so cool regardless. Um, but so another f- important finding of this research is that the more unpleasant the sound, the more coordination was happening in the brain between the auditory cortex and the amygdala. And the amygdala is where negative emotions are processed, most notably fear. That's our fear center of our brain. Um, So the brain was processing those sounds and then the amygdala was sending distress signals, including specifically nails on the chalkboard. The most unpleasant sounds were making the amygdala just like go off. Um, So this could maybe be an evolutionary advantage to help us survive fearful or stressful or dangerous situations. And it's kind of like a vestigial tale of that trait is that there are sounds that just that are not threatening that fall in that range um, that will set off that response. And so it's, you know, it still sucks when you hear a sound like that, but at least it's kind of interesting. Like your body is doing something cool there. So uh, your assignment today at home listeners is to really think about the sounds that make you just sweat and not in a good way, in an unpleasant way. (laughs) And just know that your just know that your body is doing its job. 
So I want to talk about uh, the world of internet aesthetics um, because there are an, uncon- an unconsciousable number of aesthetics. A lot. There are so, so, so many um like a labeled we've talked about this a little bit when we talked about tiktok just so like there's mm-hmm. so many labeled aesthetics there are so many and i i wanted to go into them a little bit more yes and i don't i don't really think that aesthetics are terrible i think it's a funny internet thing like because like a lot of them are jokes not oh, yeah. all of them are some of them are legitimate some of them are very serious <laughs> are very serious and some of them are very serious and kind of bad mm-hmm. um i it it, go, it does the spectrum of the internet right like it is it is of the internet and it accurately represents it um but just like as an introduction uh I, I'm most of our audience is probably familiar with uh what internet aesthetics are um, but just in case but but just in case I'll, I'll use an example of the one that sort of introduced me to Ooh. to internet aesthetics which is vaporwave oh okay yeah um I feel like that's one of the bigger ones that like and one of the that's a good point like one of the ones I heard of first right um because like before was, i ever heard of cottage core or what the fuck ever right i had exactly. heard of vaporwave years before right vaporwave's been doing it um for a minute uh-huh. um in like sort of the the early 2010s uh-huh. um and so vaporwave is uh is an aesthetic um and so it is a mix of a lot of different things it is like a nostalgia for like the 80s made by people who didn't really live in the experience 80s. the 80s that's yeah, such a good point that's like, such a good point that's essentially what it is and so it's like a re it's a recontextual recontextualization of like music like it yeah. is, so it is like music primarily like that is how the vaporwave genre started it's essentially just copy pasting like samples of like 80s songs and then like adding yeah and then just like adding reverb to them like like that's really what it is it is like taking something that you know or like that you you would know like popular 80s songs and then Mm -hmm. just like sort of warping them in a way that is like meant to make them sound like more more nostalgic or just a little bit off in in addition to being a sort of musical genre that repurposes things from the 80s it also does that um in a visual um context too it's a it's influenced a lot by like 80s video games and um or like like early 90s and 80s fashion yeah 80s fashion is big like and also really just like 80s advertisements like like bold colors yeah like malls like pepsi logo Mm-hmm. like all all of that stuff is very much like super a vaporwave aesthetic um yeah. and so that that <laughs> translates into into art into music into fashion into like whatever it's big enough that like you like people are definitely selling stuff like yeah. based on there's vaporwave video games like it's just like um and then va- vaporwave has like a bajillion different offshoots of, of it um my favorite of which is a uh, simpsons wave um, fucking what <laughs> is that uh, what it sounds like <laughs> uh it's exactly what it sounds like yeah Amazing. it is essentially taking episodes of the simpsons and making them vaporwave by putting like a vaporwave song over them and then like editing them with like all these like p- purple filters and like it makes it look like it's in a vhs tape um and just like taking the episodes of the simpsons and turning them into vaporwave so like is that simpsons an aesthetic wave. or is that a meme it's a it's a meme and an aesthetic and that's what vaporwave has always been that's um fair. and that's all what right, a lot that's point. what a lot of these are they are yeah. memes and they are aesthetics yeah, good um point. 
And so essentially that is like, as an example, that is an aesthetic. And so Vaporwave is one of the kind of more normal and I would say grounded ones. And then it yeah. is like actually a critique um, and also like, uh, it's a critique of capitalism, but also sort of like an acknowledgement and like right. appreciation of some of the things that have come from it while also being like, this is kind of shitty and bad and I feel weird about it, but like malls, right? right. Like it's just like, yeah, it, it, yeah. Um, so that that is, uh, that's a Vaporwave. And so there is a list, I'm gonna send you this list uh it's uh it, it's the aesthetics wiki um so <laughs> i was just going through this and some of these are like not fully flushed out since this is a wiki so some of them are just yeah. a funny title and nothing yeah. else uh, but i wanted to point out because aesthetics have gotten out of control out of control. like there are so many of them so bigger ones are like cottage core which is essentially of like uh, you live in a cottage and there's fairies everywhere or something yeah. um and then there's like uh, dark academia which is like yeah we talk about that in the tiktok bit it's yeah. like yeah it's like if you were a goth vampire professor yeah exactly yeah. um and so but it just it just goes way beyond that so one of the ones that i just clicked on and i've just been going through this list of the aesthetics wiki and just clicking on ones that seem funny to me yeah um and there's one that is just called milk it <laughs> <laughs> is the, the, okay. the, the milk okay. aesthetic has largely revolved around the look of everyday milk cartons and bottles uh, mainly what? focusing on color and minimalistic stylings of containers um and so i was like okay. there's no way that's real and then i looked at it and it is like it's usually in the context of strawberry milk um what like, the f- like that's sort of still like a, that's a almost pink. weirder because who drinks strawberry milk but it's like a pink like pretty like what? aesthetic um but oh my like, god uh, yeah so milk is an aesthetic the one that also just the title cracked me up is um, absolutely is bimbo casual oh do love bimbo casual i know about bimbo casual <laughs> do you yeah i know about the whole bimbo so movement here's the here's right. my take on like, the like i i'd heard of bimbo but i had not oh, yeah. heard of bimbo casual well and here's my take on the reclamation of bimbo i yeah. love it reclaim mm-hmm. it i think that there are a lot of people who are like i'm such a bimbo who really don't understand it <laughs> and it's like no you're fucking not and that drives me a little crazy <laughs> um like just say just say what just see what you are um wow there are a lot of these i've never heard of before. i know it, a lot of these aren't even really big enough they're just sort of memes another one that cracks me up is goal girl uh, goal girl goal girl uh these uh <laughs> it is an aesthetic based around the extraordinary side of seagulls oh fuck yeah that's so good <laughs> this is like, yes aesthetic consists of loose feathers seagully colors and anything that captures the essence of a seagull <laughs> I, i'm just i'm just opening tabs for ones that have really i know that that's what i was doing too like like <laughs> i just opened a tab for hydrogen <laughs> <laughs> which the photo of which is like a 90s looking cg bright red skeleton on a cg like desert planet in the middle of a dark night sky with the subtitle welcome home old friend how was your life <laughs> um, um wow I, okay i found maybe my favorite one uh, okay. that i've seen so far um and this is crow core <laughs> 
Crowcore. Yes. Crowcore. Crow the aesthetic focuses mainly on nature, environmentalism, crows, and collecting usually shiny objects yes! from nature and urban environments. Oh my God. But like, that sounds like such a nice life, you know, like yeah. just live your dreams. Uh, and, and this is of course, um, primarily derived from goblin core oh of course naturally it's kind of a mixture actually of goblin yeah. core and cottage core yeah um which is at that point you're just talking fucking nonsense you are just at the, <laughs> yes at this point we have devolved into something that doesn't exist and cannot exist or else it, the world will right implode. outside of like the weird internet communities that yes. it does exist in wow yeah. Let's talk about bastard core. Bastard core, which is, is bastard core, is supposed to strike your fight or flight response. <laughs> and it's the the example is a T-shirt that says, "I'm good in bed. I can sleep all day." <laughs> and yeah, and the caption of that is the shirt of a damned bastard. <laughs> what is rat core? <laughs> I mean, that's a, I bet exactly what it sounds um, like. The, yeah, it's there's a picture. A disclaimer, this article is not a joke. This is a real aesthetic that some people enjoy. Thank you. <laughs> um, and the picture is these two rats in a pink fuzzy blanket overlaid with a pink heart filter. Yeah. And the caption says, rats are babies. Please join rat core in all caps. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing is like, if you are not on the internet, you are like, what the fuck? And if you are on the internet a lot, you're like, yeah. I've yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Now it is time. I, we've gotten our we've gotten our fill. It's time for us to make an aesthetic. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, what, God. Yes, God. That's the name. No. Um. What's our aesthetic? Okay. Our aesthetic. I mean, like the let's the make word up an aesthetic. I don't want to really go down this route because I think it's been done with rat yeah, yeah, core yeah, 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 and yeah. gold girl, but just like weasel core is just lodged in my brain. <laughs> I'm just I love like, that. Though. It's a lot of faux fur. It's a lot of brown and like it's a lot just... of like being kind of sneaky and shit. Mm -hmm, like, absolutely, yeah. a lot like, of pickpocketing. Yes, and, a yeah. lot of stealing from Target. It's yes, like that sort yes, of aesthetic. Yes. Sure. Okay, I kind of love weasel core though. That's <laughs> really good. And that just tripped right off the tongue. Like that was so easy. Weaselcore was so easy. Yeah, we Weaselcore writes itself. It really. really. <laughs> um, oh my god. I'm trying to think of like things that are specific but not too specific. Mm -hmm. That uh, this isn't the name, but just like you know that feeling of when you get in bed and then you realize like you can't reach your phone charger. Mm. How do Des we make that into an aesthetic? Yeah, despair wave. Despair wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes oh my gosh yeah where it just really sends you like despair wave is like when you accidentally pour your ramen into the sink instead of the colander um or like yeah when you've accidentally left the lights on when you get in bed or like yeah yeah, yeah when we, you we, uh, used, we used to like people used to refer to these as first world problems but now it's just um, but that's like wave. sort of that's a weird that's, like outdated thing a first so world despair problems, wave yeah. makes more sense first world problems is designed to make you feel like your pain doesn't matter right. whereas despair wave is designed to really hone in on the very real inconveniences exactly because i'm not saying like i'm not talking about the instance of like running finding out you're out of milk after you've poured your cereal as a mm -hmm. one-time thing i'm talking right. about despair wave is about that moment where the small action pushes you over the edge right exactly <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> where, where that is the straw that broke the camel's back yeah absolutely i'm trying to think yeah. of what despair wave fashion would look like 
those uh those shrug jackets that were really in in the early 2000s are coming to mind where they're like short sleeve and they only come to right under your boobs and like they why do they exist like that that yeah. feels really disturbing yeah to me. i think just inconvenient clothing yeah like things that stairway. really will push me over the edge if yeah. i have to wear them like lots like, of tassels lots of tassels bermuda shorts mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, just nothing has pockets into spare waves. No pockets, no pockets no into spare pockets waves. Into spare uh, but they do have fake pockets. Yes, yes, yes. Everything fake has pockets. fake pockets into spare waves. Um, oh, pants fashion for women, but yeah, pants that don't <laughs> pants that don't have zipper flies but only have buttons like flings, yes, that's yes. the spare wave for sure. Absolutely, that's the spare wave. Um, and quite frankly, listen, I know high water pants are really in right now, especially in men's fashion. I think high water pants are a despair wave kind of feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm liking the spare wave. I think. That's good. I think I think the music um, is like a combination of I think Despair Wave actually. So there, there's an aesthetic called Mall Soft, um, yeah, which is yeah, essentially yeah. it's kind of like Vaporwave, but it's really centered on malls. Yes. Um, I think, and there's mall soft music, which is essentially taking like the sort of music, like elevator music, essentially yeah. like the sort of ambient music of uh-huh. like malls, elevators, and then like doing the same sort of like uh-huh. vapor wavy thing of like distorting it just like a little bit yeah. um or that might actually be wrong I think Mallsoft might actually be like pretty true it is like original compositions of things that would sound like that maybe it might yeah. be both I don't know um but anyway so I think it's Mallsoft music essentially mm. it sounds like Mallsoft but screaming see <laughs> Like, like it is like mall soft, but it's like a mixture of like emo and like mall soft. Yeah. So like, I don't agree, but I really do love it. So like, I want to, I want to put a pin in that and have it because it's really good. Um, but what I'm thinking is that I feel like despair wave is a distinctly millennial zillennial experience. Uh-huh. Like it, I feel like it has been very born of that generation. So I feel like the music, like, you know, that guy on TikTok that's always like, listening to songs that were popular when you were a tween to try not to cry at your office job like I feel like it's that yeah 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 but but also mall soft with screaming is good it's okay, also it's, very okay. good it's okay it's mall soft yeah but it's a mashup of mall soft plus lyrics from my chemical romance yes, so it yeah. is and green day yes yeah. it is like green day singing over mall soft yes that is despair wave baby. that's despair that's wave despair wave that might just be pure despair like <laughs> that's so good okay despair wave and weasel core <laughs> hop on the new trends I, I you think we can add those to the wiki <laughs> I love the mischief of Weaselcore. Like Weasel I feel is like very Weaselcore. I feel like I aspire to be Weaselcore, but mm-hmm. I am Despair Wave. You know, like, <laughs> I'm Gold Girl, and I just like I, I, have I can't to help it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Kaden, I have a new segment to introduce to the show here. Let it rip. All right, this segment is called notes to the devs uh and just to kind of give you a little explainer about where's the theme song you know theme song pending you little shit theme song's coming this is a so notes the devs is a running joke between a couple of friends and i um where we often we discuss our human bodies as though we are in alpha testing and that when we die our consciences will be able to give notes to the developers regarding our experiences and frustrations with said bodies. Mm, um, yeah. So like often we will pop into the chat and be like, note, like note to the devs, like pinky toes, 
displacement, always getting hit by chairs. Like, and stuff like yeah. That. Um, just, yeah, just to pass on. So I have a few example notes to the devs. And I also, you know, if you think of any notes, to the devs that you've experienced in your alpha test of this model um, that you'd like to just kind of get on record there so that we can send those to the devs, you know, when we're done with our testing, uh, period here. Um, but so just a couple, a couple ones I would love to discuss with you. Yeah. Um, like relevant, uh, relevant, easy to, to understand, uh, in recent years, but immune system bug, like deeply susceptible to invasion by foreign bodies, but also readily attacks itself at mild irritants like dust and pollen. Yeah. It's a real problem. It's, true. it's a real yeah. problem that that whole system I think does need to be reworked. Um, mm. and I, I don't necessarily know what the solution would be, um, other than just like maybe make, maybe make the body less susceptible to stuff like you know like put a better <laughs> put a better casing on it you know like a yeah. better protective casing <laughs> or, or like, maybe, allow... like or maybe there's like another like a case you could like buy as like yeah adult. like if you want to go like sort of the apple route yeah like you get your body but then there's a lot of like thing i guess that's clothes but that or like this or, is different but like or like you know how like you know what i would love is if we could just like shoot a can of compressed air up our nose once a month and like it would blow out all the stuff that's a problem and then like, <laughs> like you know like just I'm like very, a simple maintenance that, that's thing. like that's a neti pot but well that's water that's not a compressed air this oh, is okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah so uh there's so or uh, another one that i wanted to touch on um device uh placement and space management um and like, this is, this is one that like, I think, uh, certain alpha testers have had experience with and certain haven't. So apologize if you have not had this experience, um, or maybe actually I don't apologize. Maybe good for you. Um, the, the placement of the vagina could be further from the rectum. Maybe, um, I think <laughs> a, good idea. The, the, a good question though, is how far, like next to the belly button? Like, where do you, where I mean, you that's where everybody thing? expects it to be anyway, you know, like when they're a young teen. So like, yeah, maybe <laughs> so just about. below the belly button. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also the self-cleaning biome in the vagina is a very cool feature. Like, I feel like whoever had that idea was really on some galaxy brain shit, but like, I think that, I think it needs a support patch, um, for the introduction of any foreign body or immuno aid. Uh, like the, the fact that, uh, antibiotics leave that environment susceptible to fungus is just like, it's a real, it's a real oversight. I feel like that could be adjusted. Yeah. yeah I feel like the, I feel like the hardware developers aren't working with the software developers. On yeah. That there's one. like a really big communication breakdown happening between departments there. And I just, I think that right. maybe what we need is a project manager on this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's some food for thought there. Um, a bug report I would like to pass on to the devs. Um, brain often forgets why you got up to do something. And this <laughs> sometimes can be remedied by walking through the doorway again, but not consistently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just a real, like, to like turn on the device and turn it off again but it doesn't always work that way yeah exactly like so yeah exactly sometimes you do a hard reboot um but then it doesn't it doesn't really do much for you so just like something to think about um one that is uh something that a friend that my friend marcella and i were brainstorming uh another device space management uh issue mm -hmm. skull less bad feelings more candy storage <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. good 
Yeah. Like you just pop that sucker open and throw some yeah, Jolly like, Ranchers in yeah, there. Yeah, pull out a Tootsie Roll. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then my my final one I really want to touch on. Um, the aging process in longer test runs. Like I noticed that we're in longer and longer alpha test runs. Like I think we're getting closer to beta, which is very exciting. But perhaps the aging process due to these longer test runs could be run at about like three quarter speed. Just so like people have a little longer to really test out all the features. Otherwise they're really just testing out the elderly features for longer. Right. And that's like, I like, I don't know, maybe there are a lot of bugs in the elderly features. So like, I think that those do need extended testing, but there are also yeah. other features that could be more readily explored, you know? Right. The, the, the planned obsolescence, um, it's really, yes, is, is it, really shameless. Exactly what is. That's exactly what it is. It's planned obsolescence at its finest. I mean, it's right. like the, when the upgrades are so like out of the question, um, especially mm -hmm. for testers, like you're not given access to an upgraded body. Um, right. Like I really, I really think that that's, you know, that's kind of a dirty trick for your, you're gonna lose consumers on that is what's gonna happen. <laughs> like I think that more and more souls will choose to go into testing for like the dog model. Um, which I don't blame them. The dog model's really good. Like, the I dog know. model known for its longevity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not saying longevity. I'm just saying like way less buggy. The dog model's super fucking. Really? I would, I would argue that the dog model is pretty, pretty buggy. Have you ever interacted with a dog? <laughs> that thing is glitching. <laughs> explain some of the glitches you've noticed in the dog model. I would say dog glitch number one is not recognizing skunks that's like the biggest glitch such a, i know that's so true the, <laughs> the identify library in the dog model is shoddy it's real bad it's like all i'm saying is apply the same kind of work ethic to the identifying library of the dog model as you did to the like um customized t-shirts and <laughs> options thereof um yeah. just to really allow for a lot of possibilities there yeah note to the devs um give me a fatter ass <laughs> give me a huge badonk a donk yeah note to the devs the beauty standard evolution and the like difficulty customized like the low customization options on the body mm -hmm. um could be better thought through because like yeah we all want a fat donk at this point and for some models it's no longer an available option you know like in the character creation menu right so. <laughs> Hopefully we get that in the, maybe there'll be like a DLC, a donk loadable content. <laughs> <laughs> Note to the devs, why do all the things that taste good make me feel bad? Oh my God, such a good note. Such a good note. There's like, such a disconnect between those two centers. Like if you're going to create a fuel system, why, like a fuel system is like sort of a weird model, I get, like, I guess yes. it's sort of like a battery, but it, it's super janky. Why does the fuel system, why does some of the fuel that tastes fine, like do like a really good job of, yes. of fueling my body, but the things that taste the best are, are also are the worst fuel. fucking fuel. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point. I really think that we could do a better job consolidating the fuel options to only the good ones. Right, and make those and make those work. powerful. Yeah, like make those yeah. work. Yeah, because they're really they're, that's really the issue. So there's just so many that don't work. Yeah, like I love vegetables. Like I eat a lot I do of too. vegetables. Happy they're to eat great, a lot of it. They're great yeah. fuel. But I feel like I would rather 
eat malt balls. <laughs> malt balls? <laughs> you would rather eat malt I would, balls? I would rather eat malt balls. <laughs> you would rather eat malt balls. You heard it here first, folks. Send Kate <laughs> malt balls. That's what he wants the most. Oh, I love Whoppers. It's my favorite cake. Unironically, do love Whoppers. Yeah. But yeah, that's note to the devs. That's good. I like note to the devs. Thank you. I'm glad you do. I'm going to start thinking of more notes to the devs. Yes. That's that's good. Thanks so much for tuning in to our season two premiere of Terrible. We're so excited for all of the new terrible things we have in store for you, um, including an episode where Caden and I just eat spaghetti silently uh, for 45 minutes. It's going to be really, really good content. And I can't wait to share that with you. It took a lot of people to make that dream happen. And I'm just, you know, I'm just happy to be here, happy to be part of it. If you have anything that you would like to tell us, um, or if you would just like to forward us like funny dog gifts, uh, don't do that. Um, but if you want to do that, don't do that. Then you can email us at the terrible pod at gmail.com. Um, or you can follow our Instagram and talk to us on Instagram um, at our podcast is terrible. Um, also, there's a new feature on Spotify where you can rate podcasts on there. <gasps> Uh, so if you yeah if you want to rate us on Spotify that'd be cool unless you're gonna rate us badly then don't bother then don't then hey listen hey maybe don't hey keep it to yourself Um, uh, don't forget that you can also rate us on Apple Podcasts if that's your ish um we always it always means a lot to us to see that you enjoy the show so if you enjoy the show let us know it helps us reach new audience um it is generally a pretty chill thing to do all right, so it looks like Giuseppe's wine mashing hour long oh, contract is yes. just about up. Oh, good. Um, I can so finally take off this send... bib that extends the length of my entire body. <laughs> that I, I forgot my entire bib today. I forgot my bib and boy, oh, I know. Am I and you look just covered. Just, you're just covered in like grape skin. It's just like yeah, little flaps. They've been hitting you in the face this entire time. And it's been a yeah. lot to watch. It's- <laughs> but it's so worth it for the authentic splatting sounds of the grape on skin. It sounds very different than it when sounds, it's hitting your your it's like. It's so true. Yeah, your apron. It's so true. Yeah, Giuseppe is really an artist, and I I just I appreciate him so much. And uh, uh, you're gonna cover his feet this week, right? Because hey, Giuseppe just cut a grape in half, and he's putting it in the microwave. I gotta go. Awesome. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>